Hey, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. And I'm Darius. And on Trek to the Holodeck, we're doing the hard, the very hard, painstaking work of definitively ranking the best episodes of Star Trek featuring the holodeck. And you're probably asking yourself, if you've never, ever, ever watched an episode of Star Trek, what is the holodeck? The holodeck is basically, from what we know it as, like, VR holographic technology. Uh, so it'll, like, pop up around you, and it makes you think you're somewhere that you're not. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Uh, and we judge our episodes on uh, a couple different categories. We do dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp and the stakes and we're going to be reviewing every single episode that features the holodeck or a hollow suite which means that we're including episodes like today's a man alone (laughs) (laughs) because there's very little holodeck in it but we're going to rate it because it's a definitive list yeah uh like Jan said today we're doing a man alone uh it was the fourth episode of ds9 to air and it aired on january 17th 1993 but a little warning if you're going to try to watch this depending on what platform you watch it on it could be the second episode it could be the third episode or it could be the fourth episode because of the way it was shot and then released and produced it was yeah a little crazy it's a episode two on netflix so join us that's like the holodeck door opening and join us on our trek to the holodeck. Holodeck. <laughs> believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I thought I'd get a little fun with that one. Add my own sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man. Okay, so as we discussed, this is the second, third, or fourth episode of Deep Space Nine. (laughs) Depending. Yeah, because the pilot emissary is technically one episode and also technically two episodes. Yeah. This is the second episode, effectively, Mm -hmm. like separate story that was ever produced. Was it but they, you, you? You were saying ahead. earlier that it was produced before the first episode. No, no, no. It was produced at the same time uh, after the first and second episode. Okay. The pilot gotcha. emissary, but there was an episode filmed after this that actually aired before this episode. Wild. And I guess it's just because they thought it might pace better or something. Very weird. Yeah, the teleplay was by Michael Pillar. Story by Gerald Sanford and Michael Pillar, as per, as tradition tradition dictates. No women. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. women in the writer's room. <laughs> this was directed by Paul Lynch, who also did 11001001, which someday we will review. It's great. Someday. Some great holodeck stuff in that episode. <laughs> and the music is by our boy, Jay, Jay Chattaway. Jay Chattaway. Jay Chatty. <laughs> Old Chatty. I can just imagine saying his name in a big empty sports stadium. It's got a good bassy. <laughs> Jay Chattaway. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) and he comes out to like a Deep Space Nine (laughs) song. (laughs) He's the leadoff hitter for the Mets. Jay Chataway. Jay Chataway. That's the acoustics in the in the Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Yeah, we we should with no fans. Oh my god, yeah, in the Take Me Out to Hollow Suite, we should have been like it just constantly echoes. Now batting, 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 batting. <laughs> we got like one guest star shout out for this episode, I think. I don't know. There's a lot of people on this, but yeah. I think the, the big one is Stephen James Carver. He portrays Ibudan. 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 And uh, he played a Borg in the episode Descent. That's right. And a Klingon in Redemption 2, both the Next Generation episodes. I was looking so, forward yeah. to... Uh, uh, your uh, guest star ch- uh, shout outs because I was very curious on who the guy who like leads the angry friend. mob is. Yeah. Because I've seen his face before and I think Me he might too. just be in like future episodes as a Cardassian. Wow. And I think he ends up being like a, has something to do with Kira or something. I don't know. I just have seen him before. 
I totally agree. I was like, this guy is the guy. Yeah. But there's not a lot of yeah. Let me check. He's got the angry mob. There's that one shot of him where he's they're saying shifter and he's like very stern in his face. Shifter, shifter. But the way the way he speaks, the like the the, the cadence ripping. of his voice and stuff, yeah. 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 It's so interesting. Um I keep clicking on different Bajoran mans here <laughs> on on the <laughs> memory alpha thing. Yeah. Maybe uncredited. Yeah. What was his name, that guy? I don't know. I just kept saying in my head during this episode, Ibadan. 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 It's It's a really good name. Yeah. Ibadan. Oh, okay. So here, I'm an idiot. Okay. (laughs) The name of the character is Zyra or Zayra. Okay. That sounds familiar. And he is portrayed by Edward Lawrence Albert. Edward. Who is totally a character actor, right? Like this guy Yeah. Gotta be. Tons of stuff. He just has that look. To him, he's uh, he, he was. This is the only Star Trek episode he's ever done. Really, but he's Whoa. been. He was in the Love Boat, Murder She Wrote, hey. Law, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Women. He's got one of those like seventies faces. Like I could see him in a lot of like seventies movies for some reason. What is what is the definition of a seventies? I don't know. Face? He's got a good jawline. I I I, <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, he passed away in, in 2006 at age 55. Oh, oh man. Lung cancer. Shit. So, so maybe that's why we had to shout him out. But he you, also does a great job of being like a little an you know, an agitator. Yeah. 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 He just has one of those faces, I think. He just got one of those faces. This is one of those Bajoran faces. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do, I think this episode merits a, a fast quick run through. Quick run through. Totally. Quick run yeah. through. We'll just it, the cold open does take place in the hollow suite. Yeah, we'll skip it. Though. Dax is all like chilling <laughs> out. I know. All I'm gonna say is she's chilling. She's playing a game. Yeah. And Bashir pops in. Yep. She pops in truly. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Shows up. Um, and then we like cut to the promenade. Right. No, mm-hmm. we're in Cork's bar. Oh but yeah, that's, that's in the promenade, isn't it? No, it's in the promenade, but. But just yeah, being a little okay. bit more specific. More yeah. sp- okay, thank you. We got, it is, uh, we got more specifically. It's Quark Bar. We got Odo <laughs> and Quark talking and They're being so kind of being chummy, more chummy than I've seen them in a while. I know they're yeah. such a great pair. Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, and basically, uh, Odo is just asking Quark a bunch of questions. Yeah, what's Quark, going on? Yeah, about what's going on. Odo suspicious because because Quark's bar is doing well and it seems to be legal. So he's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I got to hang out in here to figure out what the fuck is going on. What's the angle? Yeah. yeah. Keiko and O'Brien are arguing. Yeah, you hear O'Brien and, and uh, Kiko uh, arguing. Keiko. Which is which, which is a, a... I'm glad that the writers decided to establish this very early in the series. Like, these two... Should not be married. <laughs> they have their moments. They're continuing that they from the next generation. They have their moments. They have their okay? moments. They definitely have their moments. <laughs> they do. Yeah. No, they do. It's just really weird that they write them. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. Always but, arguing. Uh, and yeah, they're arguing true. over the fact that uh, they moved she doesn't to Space here. Nine and she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, she's like, we were on a galaxy class ship. That was fucking awesome. And I was doing and a we lot. <laughs> and I was important yeah. on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but I have to like be miserable and work 20 hour shifts. <laughs> and I got a promotion. <laughs> yeah, I also got like, a promotion. He, he got a shitty uh, promotion to be like operations officer. Which is not even, he's not an officer actually. He's still not an officer. It's not clear what he he's is. He's just kind of, is he? Isn't he an officer? He's not. He's chief. He's a chief, which is like an enlisted rank. Oh. Okay. Well, and then Cisco and, and, um, Wow, blanking on names today. This is a good one. Uh, Dax. Dax, sweet Christ. Um, Dax. <laughs> Cisco and Dax come out of the holo suite, um, and they uh, they start chatting, and Quark is, like, being all creepy, frangy, horny Quark and, like, eyeballing Dax. And, uh, <laughs> and Oda's like, nah, dude, like, no, that's not happening. Yeah, Odo's like he's like I. The reason I I'm not into other beings is because you have to compromise. <laughs> this oh, whole compromise man. monologue is so funny. And and what Odo knows is compromising isn't compromising. It's just he's not giving compromise up. at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like I want to watch so this sport, 
and then she wants to listen to music. So I compromise and we listen to music. And then I want to listen to this kind of music, but she wants to listen to Klingon opera. So I compromise and I li- listen to Klingon opera. So instead of spending my night watching the sport that I wanted to watch, Sportful. I spend my night listening to shitty Klingon opera. <laughs> I, he it says was very like, much yeah. like uh, like seventies sitcom, like my wife's a bitch, sort of like monologue. <laughs> it was such a guy thing. I was like, oh no, yeah. you're not this. You're and not then, this, Odo. Oh, and of course, like, wait, have you ever have you ever had sex? And Odo's like, no. never, never mm-hmm. saw the appeal, nope. which makes sense because he's technically just goo. He's goo, yeah. yeah. He's so he's emotionless goo. in this, which yeah. is so odd for me. And then gets, he sees. Oh no, he hears first. This is one of my <laughs> okay. favorite parts of the whole episode. And it, it's because you hear from off screen just this voice. And I can't even remember exactly what he says, but it's just like, oh yeah, or something like that. And then it cuts <laughs> yeah. over to him. Yeah. yeah, he says like very generic, oh yeah. <laughs> Great job, Stephen James Carver. Also, little known, the voice of the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> Odo's like, Kool Aid Man? Where the oh, fuck no, never are mind. you? A former Bajoran terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, how long has he been on on the station? He and snapped, Quark's dude. Like, he, came, he came in last night. Like, he hasn't he been here that long. Runs over and like almost beats the shit out of him. <laughs> like he gets so pissed so quickly. Yeah, and then Odo used to be the constable yeah. for when the Cardassians were in charge. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like, you know, used to that. And you I hear guess. And yeah. Odo says the line of like, I make, I make what the rules of the laws are here like this is my he's like the i'm I'm the the sheriff sheriff. in these parts and then um cisco sees this from like the second or third floor of cork's bar and like cuts off whatever conversation was going on with dax and just starts running down jumpiness (laughs) jumps in in the middle of the fight yeah and then basically like automatically assumes that this guy's being an asshole which he is a terrorist but he pushes them, pushes them away, and then Odo goes storming off, and he's like, "You have twenty six hours to get off the station." And then Cisco uh, kind of looks back and goes, "Like, wait a second, what's going on?" And then Cisco gives him like the spiel. They go back to their office. Cisco gives him the spiel of like, "Hey, this is my fucking station now." And Odo's like, "I'm the law." And Cisco's like, "If you can't work, you know, under the rules, then like, I'm gonna fucking find somebody else." And it was like, "Fine, fine, 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 yeah. fine." Cisco basically fine. I won't murder him. <laughs> one of my wink. Another one of my favorite lines, and I think it's just the way that it was he delivered it was Cisco basically just said like, "Yeah, but the law says you can't do that." And then Odo's like, "Yeah, but the laws change based off of who's in charge." I need justice, or something like justice. that. He's, He's like, like justice, is justice. justice. Yeah, justice is justice. Yeah, justice is justice. Odo is very carefully creating a motive for himself very yeah. carefully like, very deliberately motive, like, yeah. here is my motive if i wanted to murder ibudan you would have all of this evidence i'm not going to but if i were to um, so, so this then, would be an open and shut case <laughs> ibudan then gets murdered in the hall he gets murdered he gets murdered. He, he gets straight up murdered. <laughs> um, and then we cut to commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it basically, the rest of the episode is essentially like a a like pr- law procedural law and order. Yeah. I, I, I kept thinking like, if this was the second episode that aired, I could only imagine being a Trek fan and being like, what the fuck? What? Somebody gets <laughs> murdered? This is like law and order. Yeah. Like, what is but The this? first episode is like the best pilot of any Trek show. <laughs> Where it's like Cisco goes into the wormhole and like he lo- like he meets these timeless aliens, wild, super sci-fi. He's dealing with like grief, yeah, yeah. the loss of his wife. He gets over good. it. Next episode, so uh, don't do What dun. do we got? And then we got a guy dead, Bajoran terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's let's not forget weird. the rest. The rest of the episode, while it is basically uh, CSI, uh, we do have Keiko opening a school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's very important that we mention that because of the fighting. And O'Brien's like, I don't know, like, could you be a teacher? Well, no, I mean, like, (laughs) yeah, so it's like the C storyline, right? And it's just like we saw this happen in the beginning of the episode, so we have to have some sort of resolution to this thing. And so we see, like, we see them just, like, talking, 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 and then she's like, well, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, So maybe it's after... uh, 
It's after fucking, Nog and Jake get in trouble. On yeah, the, they put yeah, like Jake and Nog bed bugs like, into fucking. They got nothing to do. <laughs> also, can we talk about how big Nog's popsicle is when he it's gets that so popsicle at first? Big, thank you. It's big, and also. <laughs> Aaron Eisenberg is, is a very was a very small man. That's yeah. true. Well, Cisco true. is tiny too, though. If Cisco is holding that, also a ti- a giant like popsicle. And it's basically a rocket pop. Yeah, but a big uh, I old one. A me I want, too. It looked yeah, it looked delicious. Guys, I think we I think we have a side business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how there's like logical coffee, that awesome coffee. Yes, uh, that was brewed yeah, and yeah. sent to us. By the way, thank you very much, Logical Coffee. It was delicious. Uh, they reached out to us on Instagram, um, and like at first they were talking with us, and they're great. Like Logical Logical Coffee's great, and then they asked us if they could send us some coffee. And of course we said yes. <laughs> we love coffee. We finally were able to distribute it to the three of us because we got a bag and we like distributed it out and we tried it and it's good. It's quite good. Yeah. And we got the four lights blend. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like it's kind good. of like it's it it is very flavorful but not like overpowering. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So like that there should be like logical popsicles. Pops, yeah. There's Nog's rocket Logi pops. pops. Logi pops. Logi pops. Logi pops. <laughs> Nog's Raja Pops. I, uh, I don't know. I, what I'm it. just seeing an opportunity for profit here, like a Ferengi. A yeah. I do like Ferengi. that. We're we're gonna be all over the place here, I think, because like we can't go step by step no, with no. this episode. So it's just a procedural. procedural. <laughs> but I will say, like, so Jake and Nog are causing trouble because there's literally not a school on the space station, which is fucking crazy. It is pretty nuts. It. Although, yeah. if you think like, about it, like. It was in Cardassian hands for a long time. So there was probably a Cardassian school on board, but now that it's not, it's kind of like the Wild West for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. There are only like 12 kids on the station, I think they say in this episode. And yeah, there's talk, not a whole and lot. They kind of briefly talk about how they're all different species, too. And so, like, it's kind of hard for a school to teach kids all the different, like, all the different stuff, customs cultures and stuff and, like that. Yeah. yeah. I love that scene where. Keiko goes to Cisco and Jake's also there and she like turns to Jake and she's like don't you miss the schools that you used to go to and he I w- initially was like no fuck no like when I was that age I'd be like hell no dude like and Jacob I don't have to go goes, to school no and then he goes yeah and then he's like well I guess yeah. it gets a little lonely studying by myself <laughs> hey he's like homeschooling the fuck out of himself that sounds awful I've always thought about that when like kids are le- when they have to learn and there's no classrooms I'm like they just have to go into like their their house and learn from a fucking pad for like eight hours so right now like right now with COVID uh, insane couldn't do that and, it, and it's gonna be like that for a while like schools aren't gonna be at full capacity there's gonna be uh, probably like what 70% of students learning from home for a while now yeah yeah everybody's gonna get these like degrees these like online degrees <laughs> yeah, and they, stuff it's yeah. gonna be the standard from here on out yeah there's wild. gonna be a lot of scams popping out yeah <laughs> oh so many scams lots of scams um as soon as we're so yeah they're like they're pranking people yeah nog and jay because they got nothing else to do and their pranks are like really lame because it's like at first it's like bed bugs or something and they people are like uh and yeah. then they start turning colors i'm like this actually seems kind of cute and fun like if somebody pranked me that way yeah and then like <laughs> it just dissipates and disappears and you're like oh okay no Except harm for no the foul. fact that these people literally thought they were dying yeah, they were like, help, help us. <laughs> okay, so there is a little bit of stress involved. Don't they get into some more, like, fucked up shenanigans? Because I remember, like, when I first watched the show, I remember thinking about one of their, like, antics that I was like, that's legitimately kind of fucked up. Like, that one's no, not funny. Like, they, that one's They, rough. like, continue to be, like, the ruffians who are pranking people on Classic. the ship for a long time. So yeah. It's such a I have such, such a weird perspective on it now because when I first watched it I was like Nog might be a bad influence, and as I watch it now I'm like Nah man they're chill like they just let them be kids they'll be fine. There's a great episode where Jake is like getting in trouble with with Commander Cisco because he's like late to dinner every night and oh, yeah. Cisco th- like Commander Cisco thinks that he's like doing pranks and shit with Nog mm-hmm. and like skipping studying and stuff. But then, like, Cisco finally, like, crosses the line. He's like, okay, computer, where is my son? Mm-hmm. And he goes and finds him in a cargo boat hole, probably expecting, like, drugs or something. 
And Jake is just tutoring Nog. It's He's so teaching it's such a way to read. And yeah, it's, it's so like the sweet. most touching fucking thing. I remember thing. that. <laughs> yeah, I but remember do you also that. remember uh, the Jake Cisco that uh, just like was dating around and like falling in love with people? And Hell then like, yeah. He's an artist. Fell in love with Dax. Yes, dude. Did he fall in love with Dax? I think with for Ezra a brief or? second. Oh, no. It was Kira. Kira. Yeah, he had a crush on yeah, Kira. I get it. I mean, like... I He man. was dating a Dabo girl? I love... Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one was really wild to me. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, how old is he? Like, I didn't know really how old he was. He was a teenager. Was like, he was not game. over 18. He's got games. <laughs> He's got a lot of games. <laughs> Super wild. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, this is the first time we see Rom... Yep. And as Rom, as weird Rom, like I'm so glad he's he not the Rom, the Rom, but he's Rom that we know. Yeah, but this Rom is such a loser. He's such an asshole. I mean, all the Roms are losers, but they like grow into themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But, but go on. Yeah, no, this no, Rom no, is just I, like yeah. a, a classic Ferengi. He's just like. He's yeah. basically pit boss Rom. He's like, no, nah, my son's <laughs> got to learn how to be a Ferengi. And like, he's yeah. way more confident, but he's also just kind of an asshole. And like, yeah. And Keiko's like, well, he could learn to profit by learning about other cultures. Mm-hmm. And he's like, maybe. Son of a bitch. You have. Me. Yeah, you had <laughs> me for a, a second. But you're a woman. Sorry. That, that doesn't fly in Ferenginar. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, I think that's why I never remembered who Rom was for the first like two seasons because he was just kind of basic. He was like, yeah. Super basic Ferengi, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then he becomes like a socialist. He be- yeah. yeah, he becomes he's like forms a union. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the communist like leader <laughs> he, on he, the station. He dates like the hottest Dabo girl. Like he's just yeah. like he's low key him. like he, the best character on DS Nine. <laughs> Absolutely, he he scores the only he he leads in the only run. He does in in taking me out of the hall. Yep. Rom, the fucking hero. Uh, he's the, the hero, best, man. man. I love okay, Rob. this episode, though. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so they're doing pranks. Okay, let me give you a little context, actually, because I think this might give us a structure to talk about this episode. They wrote this episode to be like an episode of Hill Street Blues. Have you guys ever seen that show? No. Is it a procedural? I, I have not either. <laughs> but apparently the way that show works is there is an A, B, and C plot. And they intersect all the time. So this okay. episode actually does some really cool things like that. And I like I really noticed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like Keiko and you know Keiko's talking to Rom about mm-hmm. you know hey we gotta get your kid in school and like the camera follows her as she leaves and then stops on these Bajorans who are like talking about like what's going on with Ibudan and Odo yeah. and stuff. That was yeah. a cool one take that I noticed too. I was like I don't remember seeing that in Star Trek a lot. And that like was ever. interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're, I feel like their experiment was a success to do an episode like this. Totally. And Deep Space Nine is perfect for it. Totally. But then they just never do it again. Ever. Well, they set it up <laughs> in that first scene. That's something that I noticed that was quite different. Oh, yeah. Because I'm yeah. watching Voyager right now. And then watching this, it was like, yeah, they set up in that first scene. They set up all the plots where, like, they're sitting at the bar. You see Dax and Cisco and Keiko up in the corner. And everything's kind of intersecting. And then after yep. that, you see, you know, Jake and, and what's his yep. name running around. They do some, like, playful things in a script, too. Like, there's a point, like, my name is Nog. And then it cuts to Odo saying, his name is Ibudan. Oh, you know, yeah, like, I remember that like, part. That yeah, sort of, yeah. like, parallel structure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It is a fun, yeah. like, it, it is pretty creative. It's pretty enjoyable in terms of, like, yeah. that sense. Um, uh, one of the things. School opens. Yeah, about the school that was, like, I think it's probably just because we live in the United States, and no one ever wants to give schools money or anything like that. Uh, oh, I love this. this but scene. like the scene where <laughs> Cake was asking for money, or not money, she's just asking to start a school with Cisco, and Cisco's like, Resources. I think that's a great idea. As a father and as the like head of this station, like I will give you whatever you want to start this. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, she's like, well, I, I would need some space. He's like, we'll find it. And he's like, she's like, okay, well, I'll need like some Computers? equipment and stuff. Nope, we'll get you whatever you need to do. You'll have it. Yeah. You'll have it. <laughs> no and there's no questions. Like it was yeah. like, nope, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this like time that we live in, watching that scene, you're like, Can we have Benjamin Cisco for president? What's going on right now? <laughs> no pushback at all? <laughs> it's not gonna like flex the budget getting computers for the kids or anything? <laughs> No, well, we're just going to do it. Let's uh, replicate, so replicate awesome. it. They'll take an empty cargo bay and turn it into a school. Also, uh, while all the school stuff is happening, they're investigating who murdered Ibadan. 
Um, oh, right, the guy who got murdered. Yeah, and while this is happening, uh, they found some DNA, and and um, Bashir is growing this like morphous log in. <laughs> And we like, find out he's he's growing a clone. He's growing a clone, yeah. But like at first, it's it looks too big to be a human body. Like there's one point where it's just yeah. this like massive lump of skin, and it's to, disgusting. Yeah, to be clear, it's like they're investigating the murder, and the only suspect basically is Odo because if yeah. you look at the Hollow Suite log, it it says who goes in and out of the Hollow Suite, and the only person on the log is Ibudan. So they're like, "Fuck, who's the only person on the station who could get in and murder him?" Either the Hollow Sweet program or Odo, he would goo himself and get in there and murder him. Well, Odo says this like, himself. Yeah, I guess too, I am yeah. a great suspect for this. And fuck, I listed all those motives earlier. <laughs> and then, like during the investigation, they find like a pad that says like Ibudan's personal plan. Can, I, can, we, oh, talk no? like, can we talk about this real quick? Because it's his yeah, like yeah. it's his schedule, and like Odo goes into his <laughs> ship and finds his schedule and. <laughs> The things he writes on the schedule are things no one would ever write on the schedule. Now, there's like a couple tennis. Tennis, tennis in Hollow Suite 2. That comes up twice. Big tennis guy. You write guy. that on a schedule. Love tennis. Yeah. And then Odo at the end. Just Odo. 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 Odo's Odo. on a schedule. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm planning on being murdered. I'm planning on framing somebody for murder. So I'm just going to say that in my schedule. Hey, Ibudan, do you want to hang out tonight? Let me check my schedule. Uh, look, sorry, it looks like I got Odo at nine. What? See you later. I'm framing yeah. somebody yeah. for murder at nine. Frame. At nine p.m. What are you doing at two? Tennis in Hollow Suite two. I'll be, I'll be play I'll tennis. Be playing tennis. I also love Apparently that his like port, the, the port that he came from is Alderaan. That's a little, little Easter egg in there. Oh really? That's kind of fun. Look at that screen. That's yeah. fun. Uh, I yeah, also love fun. that it's cute. Odo comes to the realization that he's the perfect suspect himself like he's out loud saying like unless somebody could slip under the door and had motive and his eyes go he's like oh shit that's me i i am the guy who killed him or that's what they think is happening odo in this episode it's early so they haven't gotten his makeup to the point that we know so weird yeah Yeah, and he also uh i think uh Renee, what's his name? The actor was Aubergenois. Yeah. Was playing with voice voices for Odo in this episode there's because that one like weird scene. We there's a couple Kira. times where his voice is like way higher, and it just doesn't sound like Odo. I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't settled into the character yeah. yet. And there, yeah, you're totally right about the makeup. It's like stretchy and oldie and stuff. Yeah, he looks like he's dying <laughs> in like a weird way. He doesn't look. He needs like, to regenerate. Well, honestly, he, he looks more human, and so it's funny. Because later on in the seasons, you find out that he has a hard time replicating human faces because they're so yeah. intricate. Except and that's why his face episodes. is so smooth and weird <laughs> later on. Except for early on in the season, in the first season, he does a great job replicating he does a pretty humans. Good job. Yeah, I just I got so used to goofy fun Odo. So watching this like like very hulking like just no emotion Odo is no fun. Yeah, it's not a good time. So, anyways, Bashir finds finds the plans, <laughs> and and he looks at them, and Bashir is like a genius doctor. He is a, he's like I'm not sh- I'm not sure what this is, but I'm just gonna run it. He's genetically engineered. Do it. He's a genetically yeah. engineered doctor. Genetically we don't know but <laughs> he's like I'm just gonna plug this program in. I'm just gonna run it. And then it starts growing a thing. And he's like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I have no idea. And I was like, are you sure that you can't like, he's like, I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait for it to be finished. And then it's like, it's like 95% finished. He's like, oh, it's a clone of a guy. Oh my God. I bet it's Ibudan. He brings Cisco in and goes like, Cisco, it's a clone. That's what happened. He cloned himself. And then Cisco looking at the clone goes, well, how do we know it's a clone? Yeah, he does. I remember that. (laughs) Like, well, uh, Benjamin, look, look down. It's it's a person. You <laughs> can very- tell it's a. It's just not done yet. Like it needs like seventy more minutes and in ask, the clone. They oven. do ask like, what's gonna what's gonna happen next. And Bashir's like, well, in a couple of days, he's gonna become a full fledged uh, uh, citizen of Bajor. Like so many questions. Once so, he said that. Yeah. <laughs> they so anyways they figure out like Ibudan framed him, you know, Odo and killed himself yeah. and Odo like captures him and he's like you're under arrest 
you can be, you can like murdering yourself is still a crime and they put him away. Yeah. And then they're like, so what do we do with this clown? (laughs) (laughs) They don't address it. Well, they, 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 they say right after, uh, they talk about like him becoming a citizen of Bejor. He's like, well, I hope he doesn't follow in his creator's footsteps. Basically. So weird. But like, how do these, how do these clones pop out? Are they just like, do they just know that it's like, I'm Ibudan, I'm, I just am a person and this is, know. this is, does Ibudan do they have know how to the walk memories and talk? of the old Ibudan? I don't or know. does that, he just wake up and be like, I'm Ibudan? That's a question yeah. that we'd have if for any science fiction of cloning, right? Like, I guess, do they yeah. get the memories or do you have to reteach I see them like everything? Ibudan spinoff series. Ten episode mini series about the clone the, of Ibadan. Ibadan clone, and it's just him bumbling around Bajor, not really Who understanding what to do. People are always like, "Hey, are you Ibadan? You were the terrorist, I'm right?" He's like, "I actually have no idea. I, I'm actually a tailor. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, is that good? Are, are we friends?" I couldn't tell I woke you. up one day and they gave me a job. <laughs> <laughs> they integrated me into Bajoran society. The, the, the miniseries like, is, a, is a comedy. It's a fish out of water comedy <laughs> where he gets like put back into like a terrorist cell and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's Pink Panther. He's just like bumbling around and like doing well, but like being terrible. Uh, yeah. You guys want to talk about all like the weird hate crime shit that's going on at Odo? Yeah, yeah. I I had the realization with like yeah, there's hate crimes and because they you know he's a shapeshifter and everybody hates shapeshifters apparently. Um, Th- this episode, everybody's like, hey, we all hate shapeshifters, fuck right? Shapeshifters, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they How like, many have we met? One, but I hate but all of them. Fuck that guy. I hate this guy because he was the security chief. During Cardi- I yeah. understand why they hate That's him. That's fair. But there was yeah. the moment where uh, Quark was like, and I think it was a cool moment where Quark was like, guys, I hate him too. He's so, he's the worst, yeah. but he's not a Cardassian collaborator and he wouldn't kill anybody. And they're like, well, you, you aren't you his biggest enemy? Like, you're, you hate him too. I fucking hate like, the guy. Yeah. I guess it's the closest thing he has to a friend. Like, yeah. Because I don't yeah. think he did this. <laughs> and they ransacked kind of his touching. office. It's very touching. Yeah. They destroy yeah. his office. They start like rioting, and then like Cisco shows up, and this was very weird wa- to watch because of everything that's been going on. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I think I had I what me and Darius watched together, and we were like, "Odo's a cop." Technically, Odo's a cop, and then I so, also like- <laughs> had to remind myself that like Odo's a cop, but these people are the racist mobs. They're not. Yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah. That it's They're not definitely- the ACAP. It's not an ACAP situation. Like. <laughs> Also, yeah. something to note for for people who aren't familiar with Deep Space Nine, uh, Odo never carries a phaser. Ever? Yeah. No. Well, he's also he's, a shapeshifter and very sure, very strong. He can but turn yeah, into he a yeah, phaser. But like, but I will say, like, he doesn't like he doesn't resort to that kind of violence. He's, right? He's not, not violent. Yeah. He doesn't shoot first. He's not a shoot. So he's he's like yes, he's a cop. Pretty no, yeah. good cop. He's a good detective. <laughs> Let's say that. He's a good detective. I see him okay. more as a detective, like, I guess. Most of the time, yeah. And most of the time, his strategy is like, I'll just turn myself into a lamp. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, he has, a, he, I don't need a warrant. I'll just be there. Yeah, I'll just be. <laughs> I don't have to wiretap it. Which is like kind okay, of. Okay, so maybe actually Odo is he's maybe, a terrible police yeah, officer. Yeah, maybe he's, he's incredibly He's violating people's rights, like, left and right. It's like, wait, how are, you're on my ship. Did you? Are you allowed to be here? Yeah. It's like, look, it doesn't matter. Like, You're under arrest. Yeah. But Cisco shows up, and Cisco's first inclination is, "All right, go get the phasers. Yeah, we got to disperse like, this yeah. crowd." Go, yeah. <laughs> I think that's. Do we where have riot like, cops? Do we have those? Do we have riot Starfleet officers? But to be fair, I think that's yeah. Cisco wades through the crowd and sh- and like puts his hands up and yeah, like, I don't, I don't. He didn't. Ha- Cisco didn't have a phaser. He does. No, no. Because you see him shoot it later, but. He puts his hands up and he's like, and then everyone starts writing and then he shoots his phaser into this guy. That's the classic. like old school, like Western sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. I love it when Deep Space Nine like becomes a little bit of a Western. Like this is a, you know, an outpost. Yeah. Out, out, yeah, out there. Yeah. Cisco's like, okay, I tried to do it the right way, the the right way. You You animals won't listen. Pew. 
It's not like a. It's kind of weird the phaser sound because like when you do the gun noise, it's like the phaser's like. <laughs> yeah, like, it, 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 frankly, one thing that I do like about the new Star Trek stuff, <laughs> like Picard and Discovery, yeah, the, the, the sounds school, are cool. like the yeah. there's a JJ track. I do like the bullety, just like pew pew. Yeah, yeah like that has a good deal. It just feels more like satisfying. Bass kind of like mm-hmm. shock totally. wave that you get out of it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, like I, a tiny bit of that um, sound effect from Attack of the Clones when yeah, when Django <laughs> fed, <laughs> but just like a miniaturized version of that. Yes, I love that. I do like the way that the phasers. When I first started watching Star Trek, and their phasers were like the weird, long, kind of dick-shaped things that you point. <laughs> I I was kind of weird. What's at, weird about a long dick-shaped <laughs> thing? It just didn't. It didn't feel very good. I was like, that doesn't look fun to shoot. And then I kept thinking about it and watching, and I'm like. Yeah, it shouldn't be fun to shoot. Like, this shouldn't be a fun thing that you get to watch. It's like, this is a thing that you have to use. So as the stuff, as, like, the, you know, things get more modern, you start seeing, like, cooler guns and stuff, there's a part of me that's a little, like, this isn't supposed to be cool. Like, morally, shooting stuff isn't supposed to be cool. So, like, the funky phasers, I almost like more than just morally. Well, you know, also, it does, if you look at the phasers, yeah. those phasers, and they're more ergonomical when you have your hand out, like your arm it out. It makes sense. Yeah. And they're like, not, it doesn't really seem like they're meant to be used in close quarters because the moment, the further you put it into your body, like the, the weirder it is to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It makes sense. A lot of good points here. I'm sticking my arm out. We talk about that. I'm sticking my arm out to like <laughs> yeah, you're see how. Also, get that out of my face. Also, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a, a traditional trigger either. It's like you press the back of it button. to fire, right? Yeah. It's basically like a big version of the clicker that you used to like unlock your car. Yeah. What I, just, <laughs> what I originally thought of when I saw them is like a handheld vacuum. Like a mini it handheld does. It looks vacuum. like a mini yeah. handheld for, like, vacuum. For pets. <laughs> like, oh, my cat which, got a bunch of hair on this. Which oh. brings me to the another thing I wanted to talk about outside of the holodeck in this episode is when Bashir's collecting DNA, he basically uses a tiny DNA vacuum. That's basically what he has. Does he? It's a tiny DNA vacuum. He attaches <laughs> a little vial to the end of it and then, like, runs it over the area and it sucks up whatever DNA is there and puts That's it into incredible. the vial. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's just how it works, man. That's just how DNA works. And then works. he looks at the vial and there's nothing in it. But he's looking at it like there is something in it. it is. <laughs> I wonder if there's like the guy like around there just like, hey, I would probably like just check that DNA with like cross check it <laughs> with Ibudons <laughs> or something. <laughs> Like the one like forensic science detective it like pans over yeah. like, hey, do you want me to check that? Like, no, no. It's like an ensign. I know what I'm doing. An ensign's just like, hey, did you I've got did you check to make sure it wasn't a clone? But she's like, shh. I'm genetically I'm gonna take half okay? this episode not looking at the DNA of this. He's supposed First. to be the best. He's supposed to be the best. Oh my god. Um one more point about the phasers. I love that later in these seasons when they get like rifle phasers, they essentially just take the handheld phaser and like put it on the end of like two tubes. Like that's it's modular. <laughs> yeah. It just like they just put it on the end like that's a rifle and it's like oh, I guess like, yeah, I guess it is a rifle you, but <laughs> does it just yeah. How does I mean, it work? Does it just put more more juice into it? Does it just charge it up more? I think it's just I a whole it it's you like a more, those wee yeah, guns. ergonomical. It, yeah, like the wee ones. If they're wee guns. Yeah, because like, you, you know put, the you put the controller in the front. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Or like the holder for the PlayStation Move controllers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or like the, even the Switch, you know, like there's the little, you can technically use a little Joy-Con thing as yeah, a controller. Yeah, But it's cramped, yeah, you know. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you get the Pro Controller, you just slip them in there, yeah. boom. That's what phasers are. Now you've got like a more ergonomical universe. fit to it. And Rad. Super Nintendo rad. designs all phasers for, yeah. <laughs> for Starfleet. <laughs> And then it becomes uh, not a hollow uh, program maker anymore. Like, they don't do that. They become a weapon contractor. Yeah, yeah. they go into military industrial comp. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, like, you know, we spent a lot of time on this this episode Let's, breaking it down. Did, is there anything else? No. Are missing anything? I, I don't think so. I guess there's a little bit of trivia. Let's do some trivia. More trivia. Did they so they this episode was designed like they intended for this episode to be super cheap. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So they made it like super low frills, mm-hmm. which is kind of why it feels like not a real Star Trek episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. And so their plan was to shoot it for less than $100,000 because they were spent so much money on the pilot. But it ended up costing more <laughs> because they got they had to get all these extras and all these costumes <laughs> and shit. That's awesome. And pay all these people to fill out the space to make it feel like... You know, like the riots or, or the, uh, the the crowds in a promenade and stuff. So it just ended yeah. up actually not working the way they wanted it to. <laughs> it's going to be what you and think apparently it is. Deep Space Nine, is it's implied here that it has a 26-hour day. Yeah. Which is the same yeah. length as Bajor. They, they say this like a few times throughout the whole series. And it always, at first when they said it, I thought it was a joke. Like I thought somebody was being funny. They're like, 26-hour yeah. day. And then they said it again. I was like, oh, no, I think it's just a 26-hour day. Which... If you're on a space station that is orbiting whatever star it's orbiting, right? Because it's not orbiting Bajor. It's in its own orbit, so it's just right? Hanging. It was originally built, I think, to orbit Bajor, but then they moved it. It's just yeah. hanging. Because yeah. we find out that, that it can move. Slowly, but it can move. It can move. Um, so, like, technically, I guess there are windows on it, so, like, you would have a day, but... I was like, oh, did they just make it Bajor's day because it is Bajor? Bajor and Owen. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. I think so. And if I bet the Cardassians didn't, though. I bet when the Cardassians ran that station, 24 it was hours. <laughs> or however long a Cardassian it's day like, is. It's like they just China made those or. It's like China or, or Russia where they like don't have time zones. Like time is always the what the capital zone. is. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that is wild. I feel like the Cardassians day would be like 40 hours or something. And I don't know if yeah, that's true about Russia and China. I just, I think I'm. It is true about China. Up. They have one time zone. Uh, but yeah, I, I bet Cardassian days are crazy fucking long yeah. and terrible. Yeah, just shitty. Uh, 20 hours of sunlight. <laughs> you work that 15 hour right. work days. That's why their skin is so scaly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and they got that weird thumbprint. I, whenever I see that thing on there for it, I always yeah, want to put thumb my thumb, thumb in there because it looks—it's the perfect like <laughs> thumb scanner. <laughs> nobody else noticed. Nobody else no, has I, thought I, about I know, this. No, I noticed it okay. when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh, the makeup artist puts a thumbprint in it." To, they like, put their- that. <laughs> I think it looks like something else, and we don't have to talk about it. Okay. Yes, but uh, <laughs> should we? <laughs> Take a look inside the, the archives. Yeah. yeah, the let's archives. Do let's let's, let's yeah. look at the archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives, Deep Space Nine, The Promenade. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, gentlemen, what are you drinking? Oh, hey, Lopec. Uh, hey. It's this new coffee roaster that uh, popped up on the promenade. It's so good. Oh, uh, it's called Logical Coffee. Oh, Logical Coffee. I have heard of them. You should try some. May I have a sip? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That is indeed quite good and energizing, right? Do you feel energized? Well, not in the literal transporter sense, but I do feel energized. What is the name of this roast? Four Lights. Four Lights Blend? Four Lights Blend? Is that what it is? I believe so. Four Lights Blend. Speaking of, did you hear about the crime that Odo, quote-unquote, solved? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, did I hear about it? Yeah, I was one of the first officers on the scene just told to keep people from contaminating the crime scene, but I had deduced pretty quickly what had happened. What happened? You knew? You figured it out, Lopec? Oh, yes. There was no other possibility than Ibudan had cloned himself to kill himself, to therefore throw everybody off the scent of himself so that he could get away with further crimes down the line. I even well, did you tell wrote a anyone? detailed report. Oh, yes. I sent the report to Major Kira, Constable Odo, Commander Sisko. They still, it's still unread. Did you send it to Bashir? Yeah, what about Bashir? Oh, I actually spoke to Bashir about it directly. I said, this seems like an excellent opportunity to clone oneself, to murder oneself. That that would be what I would do if I were a villain. Bashir got... And he just... Bashir got a lot of credit for that. You, yeah. You think he might have... He kind of stole your, your idea? idea there. I would be happy if he had 
taken the idea, but it took him the better part of two days to do it. Yeah, that's true. I, I kept sending him different detailed reports and papers on how that could possibly be done, and, and he, he just did not reply to any of them. That's huh. a shame, dude. They could have had this thing wrapped up real quick. Yeah. Oh, yes, we could have avoided the hate crimes against Constable Odo. All of it. All the, 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 the borderline riot. Do you think it's on the promenade? That was it's because you're nuts. just an ensign? Likely. Yeah, that per- sounds about right. I haven't seen you around. <clears throat> I just got out of jail. Oh, did you get caught trying to sneak in and take a peek at the clone? Not well. Interesting part about that, no. But when all the clone stuff was going down, they gave me a lot of the information to, to you know, put in the, the archives. Um, data transfer. And I, data, the, yes. The crime archives, yes. The crime archives, uh... And I actually ended up cloning myself. It is awesome. For about a day, I had a dude who looked exactly like me. But, Pert, that is incredibly illegal. So illegal. Yeah, that's why I went to jail. Um, but I need to ask you guys, have you seen anyone that that looks like me? Well, yeah, well, I, right now. Well, no, yeah, but like... I, I see you now. No, but like has a situation happened where like... You know, like I wa- I I walked around a corner and then I showed up behind you and I was like, "Hey, I haven't noticed that any more than regular." Yeah. Cuz I don't know what they did with them. I can't find them. You do not know where your clone is. No. I'm really thirsty though. I, I want to get some water. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> of course. Cool. Yeah, well, so it's... I was, you know, I had decided Hey that guys, just... what's going on? How you doing? Hey, do you mind if I take a seat? That was quick. Oh, well, please. What do you mean that was Please quick? Please join us. I've been in jail for like... You went to go get some... Huh? You went to get some water. You came back. That was pretty quick. No, I haven't seen you. I, I just got out of jail. I've been in jail for like two months. I made my own clone, guys. Let me tell you something. This shit is nuts. I made my own clone. Uh, that's why I was in jail. Because I got... Did you make your clone when you were charged with archiving everything from the Iwadan ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took. I took... How did you know? I am very good at deduction, and also... Were you about to ask us if we'd seen you, like someone who looked like you, around? Have Have you guys been messing with time travel? Have you guys been getting into that sort of stuff? No. no. I think we've been talking to your clone. Although, you, guys are you might in my be the brain. clone. Yeah. What? I, How okay. would we know if you were the clone or not? You know, you guys would have figured this out if you would have been able to be a part of my... Wait. Uh, what, what if I am the clone? I'm sorry. No, you, I'm you, freaking out. What I if mean, I'm the clone? Don't panic, yeah. clone, or perhaps original Pert. What were you saying, Tom? I was just saying we'd be able to, you guys would be able to figure this out if you would have been able to enroll in my special university program that I had set up. But oh, unfortunately, please. come on, uh, um, Cisco dude. wouldn't give me the resources to be able to set it up. I've been trying to get him to give me the resources for since he came on, on board DS9. And what do you know? What's her name? Kiko. Keiko. Keiko. Keiko, Keiko O'Brien. Keiko. Keiko. I, yeah. I don't know her name. I don't, I barely, she goes, she goes to Cisco and asks him to set up a school. And you know what he says? He says, yeah, sure. Why not? Here, I'll give you whatever you need. You can have a space. You can do this. Tom, I'm trying to set up a school too. Tom. Your quote unquote school Star Force Academy yeah. it's a scam. is a well-known Alpha Quadrant scam. It's a scam. No, it's not. You get and Cisco you get a knows Starfleet degree. Start. You you can't Starfleet you degree. Say that you get. A, you cannot say that legally. You get a Starfleet degree in three months. All you have to do is sign up, and we send you a data pad in the mail. Ugh. You get a free data pad in the mail. And Even all you though do, I know this is a scam, it sounds incredibly enticing, and I might want to enroll. And all it is is you just pay a certain credit a month, and you get a Starfleet degree in three months. You get a you get a pad. That's yeah, you get a data rad. pad. You, you you literally inverted the United Federation of Planets logo, and wrote Star Force Academy under yeah. it. Yeah, how else am I gonna it, pull it this is scam off? Oh, I mean, how else am I gonna make this you know university it's a scam. legitimate? You're you're aware that it's a scam. Hold on, let's ask other Pert. Pert. Whoa. <gasps> Hey, you you found him. Hey, Pert. 
this is wild. this is strange. But Pert, is Star Force Academy a scam or is it a legitimate school? Uh, definitely a legitimate school. Yeah. Pert, okay, that is Pert certainly was, the clone. Pert was that's the clone. Wait. <laughs> yeah, he would he wouldn't know that it's a scam. This is wild. Hey, Pert, let's go get a beer. Let's go to Quarks. I we got a lot of talk. To, we got a lot to talk about. I'll see. You, I'll catch you guys later. It's not a scam, and if, if I've reported your I've reported your scam multiple times, but Constable Odo, you're the reason why we got shut down. No, you're the reason why we got shut down. It's still an unread message. You have nothing to worry about, guys. Okay, <laughs> there's not a lot to look at when it comes to holodeck stuff. But the stuff yeah. that isn't here, I gotta say, is pretty fucking rad. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, I'm just going to go ahead and warn you. Do not over-rank this stuff or Don't else fuck take with me out the hall suite. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> this, this you tanked to do my episode, for take, take me out to the hall suite. Might get dethroned if you go too heavy with it. I'm not going to. Okay, there's like two things that I like about this in the hall suite. Um, I'm there not, are two things that occur in the hall suite in this episode. <laughs> yes, <there's>, so <laughs> I guess you just liked it. There's three things that happen because they go in the hall suite at the beginning Beginning and beginning. Julian's horny. Beginning. Julian is just classic, like straight up annoying, horny Julian. This is early Bashir. Early Bashir. Super annoying. I hated Bashir the first season. He was very annoying. And but then they go back to check the body or something. So three things happen. Okay. okay yeah. That's three yeah, I'll give it that to you. So yeah, the the first scene is Jadzia's Dax really is playing. Altania, what is it? Altanian mind ball bubbles, mind game. sphere, or something like that. Mind sphere, mind yeah. ball, Altonian brain teaser, brain teaser. And the Dax symbiote has been trying to master it for 140 years, so like two or three lifetimes. Uh huh. And it uses theta waves. You you channel your theta waves to control this thing to try to, to change it, it in a place. single color. Yeah. Oh right, that's what it try is. to make it a single color. And Bashir just like. Barges in the middle of the Hollow Sweet program, which apparently hypocritical this year because we know in our, our man this year he's like, uh, that's illegal. He gets super <laughs> anal about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in this episode, he's like, so uh, what's up, Dax? Um, what you playing? You playing a game? Playing a game? I'm pretty good at games. You want to date me? Uh, you want to bone yet? <laughs> you want to bone yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dax is just like, buddy, I'm a trill. Relax. It's, not, it's never going to work. But if you want, and I do like that Jadzia is like, playing with him a little bit she does this oh like, yeah she she strings him along the so whole great. time and it's fantastic <laughs> she's like oh yeah do uh, you want to you want to give it a shot yeah i've been working on 140 years so also um spoiler but julian is genetically enhanced so shouldn't he be able to just like slam this brain teaser that's what I thought too, but and then I thought about it, and I was like, "But gen- genetically enhanced humans doesn't necessarily mean that he can do whatever the fuck he wants." Like that's what yeah, I think. Like I have a prototypical <laughs> athlete's body, you know. I'm I am I could theoretically be nah. a, pro- a professional football quarterback. You know, I take five it foot as, nine, no. one hundred sixty-five pounds. But that doesn't mean I chose that, and I, it doesn't. You know, you still have to train I think, to do this. I think things. you can do. You can do whatever the fuck you want if you're genetically. <laughs> well, it takes theta waves, which I I'm not sure what that is. I like I researched. Neither it, do I. And I think it's just a thing that they use in Star Trek when they want to say like the brain yeah. is crazy. Theta waves. <laughs> But anyways, he, he fucks it up. Yeah. And he can't play. Yeah. And she's like, I guess you have to practice some more. And yeah. he's like, ah, fuck, I guess I do. And yeah. And then he says, computer, <laughs> restart. And then that's when the intro comes in. <laughs> that's yeah. like the little teaser. And then the next holodeck scene, hollow suite scene, is rules. The murder. I, lo- I actually love this scene. One, because the room, the massage room, looks awesome. What is it like scenic? Where is it? What is it? It just what looks it like? it's like there's a pan flute, which is like like number one for any sensual totally. relaxing thing on Star Trek ever. Pan flute, go to. Uh there's a pan flute, but the there's like the wavy curtains and outside you can see like a tropical sunset matte painting also. And it just looks so relaxed. like I can I can smell the breeze coming through it's the 
super chill. Yeah. And, and then she starts kissing his back, and I was like, God, now it got weird. Like, that's it was fine, and then it got real hey, he weird. he paid for it. And I guess. And, and also, let's note that we know we had the benefit of hindsight knowing that this is Ibudan's clone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so, so weird watching it, knowing it's Ibudan's clone, who's just hanging out, getting a sweet massage. He got cloned and then said, Ibudan gave him some money and was like, hey, man, go in there. Have a good time. <laughs> enjoy life. Yeah, enjoy your and, life. And the clone is like, I think, but weren't we going to frame Odo for murder? <laughs> and he was like, just don't think about it. Just don't worry about it. Just like, but how are we going to do that? Because I think the way I would do it, I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> and I love the, uh, and then the black glove. This is like a classic like slasher, like Jalo movie, which I thought was super cool. The black glove with the knife. It's just like a classic motif, and they stabs him in the back. I thought it was like, yeah, cool. who could have done this? A yeah. person wearing all black? Yeah, all black pleather. It could or be leather. anybody. <laughs> I like to think if Mo- if if Odo is going to murder somebody, he would shapeshift into all black leather baggy suit. <laughs> that's that's his go to. If if Odo really wanted to murder somebody, I don't think he'd turn into a humanoid. No. I think he would just like goo himself down their trachea and, he, and yeah, suffocate he would, them. He or wouldn't use a knife. Like he wouldn't need to wear gloves because he could just not have fingerprints. He, there's like so much that goo. Odo would do that would not be this murder. I'm imagining the like the person who gets the body after Odo's murdered somebody and like like swabs their their throat and looks at it and says, "This man's been gooed." And Odo's like, "Woo!" And like <laughs> whenever Odo. And, like, Whenever Odo Goes turns away. to to like glue goop, I always just think of flubber. Yeah, do you think if you took it does have the same graphical quality as mid nineties flubber? Do you think if you took bits of Odo and put them to the bottom of your <laughs> shoes, you could jump really high? <laughs> do you think he has the same properties as flubber? <laughs> do you think Odo was flubber? The wait. Is Robin Williams? Yes. Hold you on. guys didn't know this. Is <laughs> yeah, Rene Aubergenois was also Flubber, the Flubber. Wait, so Flubber is a shapeshifter, right? This yeah, way- and that's why they're also <gasps> racist to Flubber in that in that movie. <laughs> Maybe okay, okay, okay. Oh, hang with me here. The inception of the shapeshifters is Robin Williams Flubber. Robin Williams created the shapeshifter. And then they get shot into space, and they create their own planet and create the, the uh, the thing. The founders. Yeah, yeah. They become the founders. And they're like, we're not going to be green anymore. We're going to be this weird like ochre. Yeah, color. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I love that they clearly were going for a T one thousand vibe, but they nail the flubber vibe. <laughs> is what they did with Odo. They're like, hey, remember Liquid Metal? How fucking dope that was Let's in do that, that hundred and twenty million dollar movie, <laughs> and then they tried to do it, and it was like our budget is a hundred thousand dollars for an episode, yeah, per episode, and uh, you just gotta do what you gotta do, and like, cool, well, we got to flubber, we got, we can flubber it, definitely flubber it. They're like, um, you got it. Oh man, that's so incredible. The murder scene happens. Uh, got some great vibes going on, and then we cut to commercial. Yeah, and then. Uh, our third scene in the holodeck is the CSI law and order scene where it's like, what do we got? how did this yeah. happen? And they bring Bashir in. I legit don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember what happens. I just remember them sitting around yeah. the body. And Bashir's like, this person, <laughs> uh, whoever killed whoever killed him, obviously has knowledge of Bajoran anatomy right in between the something vertebrae and the something vertebrae right into the lower ventricle of the heart. It's like, cool. I mean, like, I think, like, any stab wound in that area right. is going to be pretty fatal, Julian. It doesn't take a fucking genius. By the way, check the DNA. <laughs> this is also where we get uh, Odo That's what Cisco is saying. I, the best person to do this would be me, right? Yeah, I killed him. I mean, I didn't, but I did. I could have. If I were investigating this, which, I we, think like, I did. Isn't it. it? Is it a little weird that <laughs> they can tell myself. which DNA enters the holodeck or a holo suite? Like that. When I heard that, I was like, "That feels a little like a little invasive, a little invasive. of privacy." You sign a waiver. You know, it says it in there, but you <laughs> skip it, is it most of the time. You know, you just read. You go <laughs> yeah. through it really quickly. And you're like, "I just want to get in there and get my 
weird happy ending. Yeah, from the it's end. like it's on the wall. It's like a touchscreen on the wall, and you're flicking through you're like, the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever, yeah. whatever. And Quark's like in the background Klingons. watching people do this, being like, they just they just agreed to everything. Well, you know, you know, Quark is throwing uh, crazy stuff in there, right? Like, if you're one minute over, I can charge is, you a lot yeah. of money. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of bummed, He's selling yeah. that data like crazy. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed there wasn't a Terms and Services episode that was, like, specifically about Quark. Like, somebody signed their life away, and they're like, wait, what the fuck? He's like, you, you signed it. it. And it's, like, you a whole it. episode. That's, like, a cold... There's there's also, like, a cold up open... Maybe we're thinking of the same one where the Dabo girl's, like... The contract says that he just gets oh, to yeah. sexually assault me whenever. And Cisco's like, well, did you sign it? I love that Cisco's like, and that's like a that's uh, like a joke uh, cold open God. to the episode. Like they don't address it for the rest of the episode, uh, and that that did not age. It well. probably no. wasn't even funny yeah, at the no. time. No, it's they use it as like ah oh, Quark, come on. He's like, ah, sorry, I'm just a Ferengi. <laughs> I'm just a skeezy Ferengi. My bad. Uh, so right, that's let's it. rate this. Let's fellas. rate this puppy. Uh, yeah, let's rate it. Uh, dialogue five. I think what. <laughs> Just kidding. No no no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I don't really remember anything except that Jazia's. I like the Jazia teasing. Yeah, Bashir. I, I may be swayed a bit by Darius's thing that like performance is different than dialogue. Yeah, I don't know. The dialogue in this isn't like memorable, so it's I'm not going to give it a high yeah. score. Yeah, I got to give it like a. I might even give it a zero. I think I'm going to give I don't it a remember zero. Remember a single quote? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Point five for them throwing the procedural like the knife entered between this vertebrae and this vertebrae and it like <laughs> oh, yeah. stabbed the lower ventricle of his heart. Like point five. Cool. Point five. Romance. I'm gonna give oh. this one like a. There's a little bit of romance going on. There's some there's hot some flirtations. Scenes. Yeah. There's the hot alien hands. Hot alien hands. Well, there's that, and then Maybe. there's the romance. Yeah. Romance between Bashir and. There's horny like Julian. Bashir's being horny and Dax is stringing him along because she's just like, she's I'm never gonna, with him. never gonna get with you, but you're not leaving me alone. I'll give it a, a three. I was gonna give, give it a three. I'm gonna give it a one. I was gonna split the difference and give it a two. It's there. Right. That's kind of how I feel about it. How about that action, huh? That uh, that that knife, knife stab. stab, pretty good. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Um, I don't think we even really see it. It just like, no. it's like, it crosses the screen. Oops. It crosses the screen. Yeah. And then enter and then goes down below the screen. One. One, one for me. I'm going to go with a 0. 0.5 because it's there. Uh, so that's a one from you, Darius? Mm, yeah. Suspense. Okay. There's some There's suspense. a little bit of suspense with the knife. Yeah. Of it's like, very who suspenseful. The crime scene. Yeah. The crime yeah, scene of like, sure. Because you, you find out that he entered, but nobody else entered. And like, who who could have killed him? Was it Odo? Uh, Julian, is Julian going to solve the brain teaser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a 1.5. I was gonna give it a two specifically for the knife because of the because of just the crime scene one, like the crime scene part of yeah, it. I'm gonna, I'm actually going. I feel like you guys are scoring it on the other categories. Like the suspense, actually, this is all this is to me. <laughs> like three and a half for me okay no that makes sense but it's it is. not good suspense i'd say it's like it's there it's adequate suspense i'm gonna give it a three you cool. changed my mind i'll give it a three still stakes right. staying with 1.5 stakes stakes are high really in the hollow in suite, the hollow yeah. suite? The stakes I mean, are high if, if, if bashir if bashir figures out that <laughs> that brain teaser <laughs> that brain teaser he's gonna get laid i bet yeah uh, the stakes uh, are a zero for me. There's no stakes going on. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Maybe what you got a, the, the murder and the crime. <laughs> but in the hollow suite. In the hollow suite, the only thing that makes the stakes somewhat high is literally the last scene where they are like looking at the body. Because that brings the murder like into the hollow suite. So I'm going to go with a one. I'm giving it a one for I'm stakes. I'm going to give it a one too. I'm still sticking with a zero. I don't see any <laughs> stakes going on. <laughs> and uh, finally, camp. 
I think it actually does a pretty good job. There's camp. some good camp. I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, Julian is really the only camp because he's just like Jesse has some fuck. camp going on too. Yeah, and the, yeah, look true. at the the brain teaser itself. Like it's it's totally a like what's a future game? I don't know, like a Bubble. ball thing. Yeah, a floating. <laughs> also, ball thing. can I say the camp of the knife? Like entering the screen. Like that's that's the way classic. he was killed is kind of yeah, campy. I guess it's true. Like. The music and the environment. Yeah, this is the, this is where you put that you put those points. Yeah, Dylan. Yeah, those, that stuff you. T- you and like. then the crime yeah, scene procedural so. aspect of it is like they're really like making it a procedural kind of a thing. I give points to Camp for that. I'm gonna give it a solid three point five. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Three point five. I'm gonna go with a three. Oh man, this blows take me out to the hollow suite out of the water. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. All right, computer, what is the final score? Calculating. 1.61. Man. Which makes it officially the worst episode. The worst holodeck episode we've ever seen. I think that's accurate. I think this might be the worst holodeck episode. Honestly, there's probably just as much uh, holodeck, if not a little bit more holodeck, than unexpected. Uh, but unexpected, unexpected had better camp going on. It did. It really did. Because yeah. that full. If they had gone yeah. on a rowboat, <laughs> if they had took a ride in a rowboat, <laughs> and then he got stabbed on a rowboat, a that would have been good. God, that line is so good. That'll be seared in my brain forever. <laughs> I'm gonna be quoting that to people, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, no, I would not recommend this to somebody. No, absolutely at not. All, based off the holiday content. And I actually don't even think it's that great of a Deep Space Nine episode. It's not that It does great. some interesting things, but it, I don't think... It's it's clearly a, we needed to do an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we needed to make an episode. Yeah, totally. I agree. I definitely agree. Oh, boy, oh. Well, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? Okay, so the next episode <laughs> is from The Next Generation, <laughs> season two... Episode 14, it's called The Icarus Factor. We get some Riker action. This sounds awesome. Oh, Riker action. This sounds awesome. It's it's a Riker holodeck episode, but not in his comfort I'll, zone. I'll no. read the, the little thing. Riker's estranged father briefs him for command for a ship. A cultural uh, observance troubles Worf. Riker and his father face off in an Anbojitsu match which is considered to be the ultimate evolution of the martial arts. Buckle up. Buckle up. (laughs) Tune in next week for a hell of an episode. Just a a killer episode. Uh, Guys, subscribe to Track to the Holodeck if you enjoyed this. Please, that would be awesome. That way you'll get the newest episodes coming in. Also, Uh, uh, if you're using Apple Podcasts, uh, rate us. That'd be great. Uh, Comment. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, leave a review. If you can do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever, it just helps us get up there. If you like it, just yeah, rate share us. It with, share it with a friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah share, share us with a friend. Yeah. Uh, Trek to the Holodeck is on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there. Uh, we post mm-hmm. some pretty great things. And it's Lots a lot of memes. Good, a lot of good memes. The voice of the Trek to the Holodeck computer was provided by Verona Blue. The intro and outro music is by the artist Bodyline. It's available on Bandcamp. Um, and use with permission from the Midwest Collective. And Trek to the Holodeck is a fan podcast celebrating Fucking Star Trek, CBS, Viacom, Viacom, CBS, and Fuck all other off. Star Trek rights holders. We have no affiliation with you. We have no beef with you. We have no beefs. I mean, we have beefs, but this, there are other beefs, not this yeah, one. we're just chilling. Yeah. We're just chilling. <laughs> we're watching and paying for your content, okay? Yeah. We're watching the Icarus Factor. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys later. Yeah. Turn yeah. your program. We spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 